Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jacket fans, happy Monday. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, your part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here Monday to Friday, every week, to talk to you about the stories, the news, the trials, the tribulations, the agonies of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Whether you are a regular listener or a first-time listener, I super appreciate you. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. So instead of talking specifically about the game on Saturday, because I don't want to, it was bad, everything was bad, everyone should feel bad, um, I decided instead to talk to Armando Velez of Locked On Florida Panthers all about uh his team, and, you know, why they're so good, and why they beat the brakes off us, and are they a legit team, like, are they a legit team, Uh, which I thought was much more fun than breaking down every single goal that got scored, and every single player who was bad, and how this team is making me hate life, Uh, this was, this was much more, much more fun. So, I don't really want to talk about the, uh, the game on Saturday, but I guess we have to, you know, and I thought rather than just having me yelling about what an embarrassing effort that was, we would uh, bring a friend on to talk about it from from his point of view. So today we're going to be talking with uh, Armando Velez, friend of the show, uh, host of Locked on Panthers. Uh, congratulations on the the win, I guess. Yeah, it's more of a congratulations to the players and more of a testament of what the Florida Panthers have done since coming out of the COVID pause. Now 8-0-1 in the last nine games, um, averaging six goals in that stretch. Um, So the Columbus Blue Jackets aren't the only uh, victim to what the Florida Panthers have been uh, doing lately. And it was a great night overall for the Florida Panthers and their AHL affiliate Charlotte checkers as well as they scored eight goals uh, as well. Panthers prospect, sir. Noel got a hat trick against the Texas stars. So on the NHL level and on the AHL level, all things are great uh, right now, at, le- at least for sure on Saturday night for both levels, but for the NHL level, for sure, it's been such a great run and it's been fun to cover. Yeah, I, I I had a bad feeling going into this game because we ju- obviously we just uh, basically took Carolina Hurricanes lunch money on Thursday. We beat them six nothing after you know they fully embarrassed us the last time we played, and so it's like, man, we're going into this game. We are missing a couple of our better players. We're playing Bobrovsky, who has remembered how to be a goalie again. I have a bad feeling about this. And like three minutes into the game, I was like, yep, there it is. So. <laughs> But yeah, talk. A, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about kind of the the success of the Panthers and like what do you think is the driving force behind this? Because I was tweeting about I tweeted about this a little bit yesterday, and I've been thinking about it. There was a lot of of credit given to Joel Quenville for how good this team was, and since he obviously stepped down earlier this season, the Panthers haven't really like there doesn't really seem to be a difference 
in in their play. So can you kind of talk a little bit about how, how was that a surprise? We expected them to drop off after Quenville left, or you know, can you talk a little bit about how how their style of play has kind of really led them to this unprecedented success? Mm. When Coach Quenville resigned uh, back in late October, the expectation was always the same. And the Zito effect is very real. I, I'm sure Columbus Blue Jackets fans feel uh, great about themselves. <laughs> yeah, that he feels great about, they feel great about themselves that they had a homegrown talent in the front office to take this job who qualified for it and has able to been able to structure contracts as far as term as well that the Florida Panthers even after this season, well, next season is going to be a little bit difficult with the buyout of Keith Yendo, but after that, they could still resign Jonathan Huberto and they could uh, definitely still create some flexibility for to replace other players who are going to be pending UFA. So they're not going to be cap strapped uh, for sure. That's the number one thing as far as this team. It's a, it looks like a product that is going to have sustained success over and over again. And a lot of that has to do with contract structure that when, when that happens, like let's say two years from now, you need that missing piece. That's assuming the Florida Panthers don't win the cup uh, in the next like year or two. But if, if you can find that missing piece, if there is one for this team based on how everything is structured, but with that and Andrew Burnett coming in for Joe Quenville, he was in the coaching staff for two and a half years before taking over. And the mission was to always keep the same mission for the beginning of the season, a guy who's familiar with everything. And, and, that, and the Florida Panthers, they had a few losing streaks here and there. Before the COVID pause, they were, they were struggling because, of course, they were missing some players. And even before they were missing some players, they had an embarrassing 8-2 to two loss against the Ottawa Senators at home, uh, one of three losses at home. Now they're 21-3-0 at home, which has been incredible for this team. Home ice advantage has been doing wonders for this Florida Panthers team. And it, it's it's just been fun. That that's really, that's really the best way I could say it. it's been fun. The the team likes each other. That's the great thing. They and they just fit so well on the ice like the second line for the Florida Panthers could be a lot of top lines anywhere else that's the great thing about it with Sam Bennett Jonathan Huberto and Anthony Duclair like that could be a lot of teams top line in a minute I've got more of my conversation with Armando but first I've got to tell you about Built Bar because it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions and if yours is about getting fit or eating better like mine probably should be make sure you include built bar in your plan because built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you're gonna want to eat it unlike other protein bars which uh, can be chalky waxy or taste like a chemical spill you know, I, for me, I want to eat healthy, but like two weeks in, I want chocolate. And here's the great thing about Built Bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, low in calories, high, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. And here's the best bit. If you go to Built.com, you promo code LOCKED15, 
to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms, and I appreciate you. Yeah, I was not surprised to see Anthony Duclair have a good game. He usually does against uh, his former teams. Um, so so that's... Like, I'm I'm super happy for him because I really wanted it to work out in Columbus. I like him a lot. I think he's a, I think he's a great player. Didn't work out in, in Columbus for, you know, various reasons. And so I am super happy to see him kind of find a home in in Florida where he's thriving. Um, I mentioned him briefly as well. Uh, let's talk about another former Blue Jacket who seems to have kind of found his found his way back because obviously this is is this perhaps his third year in florida third yep. yeah and kind of that first year he was brutal you know it was the, the the big contract he couldn't stop a beach ball and uh last year you know there was talk of chris Driga kind of taking over as the as the starter uh and you know florida having this 10 million dollar backup goalie and then this season he has kind of seemed to have refound that form that he had kind of when he was at his peak in Columbus, when he was, you know, at his, his Vesna winning best. And he's, I was shocked when, when I saw his, his stats, I knew he'd been playing well. I didn't think, I didn't know he'd been playing that well. So can you talk a little bit about how Bobrovsky's doing and how important that is to the overall uh, success of the team? I mean, I know the Florida Panthers score a lot of goals, but the difference between Bobrovsky this year and um, Spencer Knight being in has been such a big difference for uh, this team. Um, though Spencer Knight is back from COVID protocol, so that's a good thing, which is why Bobrovsky started the both games of the back-to-back against Dallas and Columbus. So even though he was he was on the bench for the Panthers, he just hadn't gotten into game speed um, in the last week. So Bobrovsky, he talked about it after the game, how he loves to play. He's a workout warrior. Columbus Blue Jacket fans know how much of a workout warrior he is. He's always in the training room. He just became a dad. So that had a lot of motivation, um, number one. And number two, the whole Spencer Knight getting the last two starts in the playoffs last year, that lit a fire in him. And now 19-3-3, goals against average, and he's been just incredible. He's just – I don't know if he'll win the Vesna. Um, that Jack Campbell has had a great year for – the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Freddie Anderson as well, um, outside of that game against Columbus, had a pretty rough go. Uh, but he's uh, had a great season as well. I've mentioned many times Jacob Markstrom, former Florida Panthers prospect. He's had a great year. But you just need Bob to play around just under or about 250 goals against average kind of play. Uh, not he, 921 save percentage, by the way, is his save percentage for the season, which is just incredible for for Bobrovsky and he's uh there the defense the first season has was a little rough they had to turn it over quite a bit um the Florida Panthers got a beautiful find of Mackenzie Weger a seventh round pick spent his time in the ECHL as well with with the Cincinnati Cyclones when he was in the AHL he had to go through three different AHL affiliates in of San Antonio uh, Springfield as well and I, I forget the other one. There's a, uh, there's a third one, um, but they, they've had, they've had to change. Affi- Mackenzie Weger's had to change different affiliates during his time 
of coming up in the system. And he talked about how, how he has always had a chip on his shoulder and how, and now him and Anton Lundell, they're two of the three of the top three players in the NHL and takeaways. The only one on that list that uh, leads them is Alec Petrangelo of the Vegas Golden Knights. So you have a defenseman and a forward that's just been incredible defense in front of Bobrovsky as well. And like with Mackenzie Weger, four points tied for on Saturday, most tied for most points in the game by a defenseman. The other one was Brian McCabe uh, where he did it in the late 2000s, early 2010s, three times. And no defenseman has done that for the Panthers. And every single game, a defenseman has gotten a point too on the offensive side. And then they're helping um, Bobrovsky in front of him too. Uh, but, and, and it's just been great. Gus, Gus Forsling, two-way game is, is incredible too. Uh, a, a guy who Bill Zito found on waivers last season. He's, he's been, he's been incredible in front of Bobrovsky and, Radko Gudis is one of the league leaders in hits. So you have, so you have players who lead in takeaways, a forward and a defenseman, one in hits, another defenseman in your top four who two-way game is probably if if you're talking two-way game, you could argue that he's maybe the best on the t- on the team in Forsling. You you can make a good argument between him or Ekblad. You can make a great argument, and th- that that's just really what's helping Bobrovsky. And of course, Bobrovsky is doing the work himself. So it's it's incredible to see what what a difference uh just year three makes in a minute i've got more of my conversation with armando but first i've got to tell you about bet online because they've got you covered all season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues their march to the playoffs the nhl season continues their march to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On or one word to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Once again, that is promo code locked on or one word l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n at betonline.ag betonline where the game starts of course the cap hit is still tough there's still four years left on it there's no guarantee that Bobrovsky continues this kind of performance but as of right now Florida Panther fans are pretty satisfied with the play that they're getting out of him yeah for sure uh let's let's flip that uh a little bit what do you so I, I was watching the game last night for the most part. Uh, I will admit I stopped paying attention about five nothing in and was like, I'm going to read my book instead. But I kept the game on. But I, I was watching the Florida Panthers and they look legit. You know, sometimes I think about the, the do you remember the, the Colorado Avalanche team from a few years back? They were, they were really, really good, but their underlying metrics were just terrible. And everyone was like, they're going to win the cup. And then they got into the first round and just got absolutely ruined. This does not look like that for the Florida Panthers. They look legit. You know, and I, at the risk of, of not jinxing anything, I'm, gonna, I'm not going not gonna to say anything in terms of, you know, playoff success or anything like that. But do you think there's anything that the Florida Panthers need to do to get even better? Like, what do you think 
where do you think their their weakness is right now? What do you think will change them into like a potential contender into a legit Stanley Cup threat? It's crazy to think that with a team that scores so much in their forward depth with all four lines leading to the league and points percentage that what is it that they need to fix? But if I had to point to one thing, it'd probably be maybe like the last uh, defensive pairing for the Panthers. Uh, There's always the mixes of Lucas Carlson, Olio Levy. Um, There've been times where Chase Prisky has come in, who's now, uh, who was sent back down to the AHL and uh, scored today. Um, Well, today as as in Sunday against the Texas Stars, I saw that he was uh, on the board for the checkers. Uh, But just get, just try to get a uh, last um, a defenseman pairing that's like in the in the final group of that. Even though top four defensive pairing minutes are more emphasized there, uh, that's what that's what I'm more thinking. And I was just discussing this on a group chat uh, between me and the guys from Panther Parkway, and one player that we've thought of a little bit is uh, Sharat of the Montreal Canadiens. He's a cheap deal. 3.5 million last time I last time I checked an expiring contract so that that's the thing I don't know if Zito wants to go after a person with long term that but I think that he wants to go after somebody who will help for a little bit for the stretch run I don't know what he's willing to give up I, I don't I don't know if he's on the level of Ken Holland where the Oilers are struggling and he talked about we're not going to give up a first round pick for the future there, there, here's the thing the Florida Panthers don't have a first round pick nor second round pick next uh, draft. So where are they going to go with giving up assets in order to acquire a player? And that's one thing that I'm, that's a little bit of a mystery as far as when the trade deadline comes. So that's, that's really what, what it comes down to. What are you willing to give up? Is it going to be next year's draft or is it going to be the draft after? Because they've spread out a little bit when they traded Anton Stroman to the Arizona Coyotes they set their 2024 second round pick uh, as far as take our salary, because I mean, the Arizona Coyotes was, they were taking a lot of salary this off season for the, the reasons of, uh, of course, just trying to hit the cap floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. So it, that, that's really what, that's really what, how, how do you want to, it's more like if Bill Zito's asking himself, how do I want to spread out uh, giving up assets to bring in, players to help me in the now yeah and I think honestly that was there was a lot talked about last tra- uh, trade deadline of the the obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs paid a first paid, paid us a first round pick for uh, Nick Foligno which didn't work out but the Tampa Bay Lightning gave us a first round pick for David Savard who played on their third pairing didn't play a lot, but just stabilized that bottom that bottom pairing. And it's kind of, you know, you look at that and you think, okay, if our biggest problem is who's playing on the, the third line, I remember a few years ago in Chicago, people were up in arms because they didn't have a good fourth line left wing. And like, if that's the worst problem on your team, you know, it's everything's kind of coming up Florida at the minute. Um, we don't have uh, David Savard to, to give you for a first round pick, but uh, mm. it'll be interesting to see who, who's on the, who's on the move for the, for the trade deadline. Yeah. And for the Florida Panthers, that that's questions they'll need to ask 
And that's about all I've got for you today. Tomorrow we'll uh, finish up this conversation with Armando on the Florida Panthers, talk a little bit of Blue Jacket stuff as well, and uh, maybe there'll be something more positive to say by then about this team. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. If you would like to follow the podcast, we are at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can email me if you have comments, questions, criticisms uh, at locksonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, make sure you go and make Locked on Panthers or Locked on Bets your second listen of the day. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling are doing a great job over there at the Daily Sports Betting Podcast. You can find it in all of the same places that you find Locked on Blue Jackets. And of course, Locked on Florida Panthers is there as well. Or you can follow them at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay Locked on.